Uh, but the best thing about it is that the first three writers that I hired way, way, way back in the day in 2020, they are now our head of growth, our head of operations and our executive editor. So I'm so proud of them. So happy. And their growth is just incredible. Amazing. In today's episode, I'm going to sit down and talk to Gordana, the co-founder of WorkHello. Gordana and her company has been growing client websites from zero to one million organic traffic without any backlinks. So in this episode, I'm going to sit down and talk to Gordana, how she scaled her two member startup into a 45 member content agency and still have time to start a SaaS company that worked with big brands like copy.ai and Workweek. So keep listening because Gordana will tell you how she went from a simple editing job to growing a full company by herself without any leadership experience in just less than two years. So I'm pretty sure that this is going to be super inspiring to all of of us aspiring CMOs who want to get into leadership and want to scale up and level up our career in marketing or any type of online business. So let's not wait any further and let's get into the episode. Hi everyone. Hello. We've got Gordana with us today. Hi Gordana, how are Hello. you? Hello. I'm really good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm super happy that we met because the very first time I heard of you was through the SEO Mastery Summit's online version. Oh really? And yeah. So <laughs> Nick was giving a presentation. And he talked about this magical editor. <laughs> <laughs> who happened to become like this this very high level person didn't give a name just the editor mm -hmm. and she Anonymous. ended up like <laughs> running the whole company so ever yeah. since then i'm like oh i want to meet this editor oh my god that was so long ago thank you <laughs> yeah in three years yeah it, it, oh i remember that i know nick was uh nick and i were actually roommates at that point and he was delaying recording that for so long i'm like is this person going to kick you out of this seo mastery summit if you don't record it soon but all turned out well so i guess you know all, all is well if it ends well is that how to say it i don't know actually maybe i have I'm no idea sure. so first question on this podcast is like was this always your plan to run businesses no never it was never 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 my plan uh i kind of stumbled honestly onto this career probably like most of the people that start doing seo i honestly didn't even know what it was a few years ago but i was a freelance writer for a very very long time and no one ever took the time to explain to me what is SEO, why I need to use the keywords that they gave me. Um, sometimes they would just even give me one keyword and I'm like, okay, I guess I'll use it, but I never knew why. And um, I came across actually Nick, uh, who hired me on the spot to be his editor. I was his writer back then. And ever since then, it's been a hell of a ride, <laughs> like nothing I ever planned. Things just kept happening, but I would not have it any other way uh, because I got to meet amazing people like you I'm like we get to do this now um and just in general you know I learned so much about the business world about marketing and I'm super happy that's yeah. amazing so uh what is your role now like what what do you do now so <laughs> that's a good question you never know uh I officially honestly don't have a role so I do a little bit of everything I'm an advisor at content distribution or content marketing agency um I was a director of content operations there uh but I stepped down to focus on being a co-founder of Workello, <laughs> another company that we started, um, actually a SaaS company. Uh, but I started kind of getting back more into the agency world uh, because I'm developing a new department now, actually. We're going to be working on video. So I don't know what 
my role is, but it's some kind of marketing girl. <laughs> the marketing girl. Yeah, yes. that's me. Yeah. YouTube, TikTok. I love it. All that. I love yeah. it. So in the content distribution, you guys focus on written content and now you're yes. merging out to more creative content. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. right. So we as a content agency, we basically do just written content and we do it very well, but uh, we believe that video uh, is kind of the future, honestly. And you know, you see it every day. I mean, you see it, especially because you are on YouTube uh, a lot more than I am actually, but everyone who's watching this, you probably notice that uh, more and more results on Google are video results. Uh, and we basically want to develop this new system where we not only create written content, so SEO oriented, whatever you want to call it, but also embed videos mm -hmm. and embed very custom videos into that content to help make it rank better. So that's the plan and don't steal my idea. <laughs> it is hard. It's almost like you are running like a advertising agency almost, right? Yeah. Like it's a, you're creating very, very creative content. Yeah. It is. It's a lot different than regular article writing. Like it's a completely different thing. First of all, with writing scripts, I mean, you know, you have to be more of a copywriter than you are a content writer. I was never a very good copywriter. I'm way better at content. So that's like one big thing to, to get over, but also just all the elements that have to work together. You know, you have to have a setup, you have to have someone recorded. In our case, it's still me because I'm still developing it. And then you have a video editor and then, you know, the revision process and everything. And then it has to fit into the written content. So it's a completely different thing. Uh, I, I'm, I don't want to say it's harder than written content, but it's just new, I guess. So we'll see what happens, but I'm pretty excited, honestly. <laughs> we have some good results so far. Yeah. And so to summarize what you were saying is basically you guys and you right now are working on different content flows, yes, right? So yeah. different workflows and then different uh, company setups for that goal is to yeah. a, create either articles or create videos. Yeah. yeah. And combine them together just mm -hmm. in the beautiful marriage of yeah. uh, content. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so how did you, back to your origin story, like you were an editor first and then you scaled the company, right? Was that content yeah. distribution? Yeah, that was content distribution. So as I said, I started as a writer, got hired to be an editor and uh, Nick and I, at the time, we were the only two people in the company. So we were working with a bunch of freelance writers, but at one point it was very clear to us that we cannot fulfill everything that we have to, <clears throat> excuse me, for our clients with just a few freelance writers who write maybe one article a week or one article every two weeks. Um, so we decided to build a team and um, I'm like completely biased, obviously, but I'm from Serbia. So I, I decided <laughs> that we are going to build our team there. And uh, that turned out to be one of the best decisions that we've ever made because we hired so many amazing people. Uh, we scaled the company super, super fast. It was one to 45 writers and editors in less than a year. It was insane. Wow. Um, so one yeah. to 45. 45. Yeah. Team members within a year. Yeah, like a year, maybe a year and two months, something like that. I can't remember exactly. It was uh, obviously a very <laughs> hectic time. So I'm not like exactly sure on the timelines, but um, yeah, we had to because we were working with this very, very big client at the time. Uh, Nick was flexing the 1.5 million graph. And obviously to get to that, you need to publish a lot of content. So at one point we were publishing 600 to 800 pages a month. And if you want that to be high quality content, you have to have a lot of good people working there. Um, so yeah, we did that. It was exciting. <laughs> 
Um, but the best thing about it is that the first three writers that I hired way, way, way back in the day in 2020, they are now our head of growth, our head of operations and our executive editor. So I'm so proud of them. So happy. And their growth is just incredible. Amazing. And generally most of our editors from, from that time are still with us. So yeah, obviously it's not 45 anymore. <laughs> you know, we scaled more, right? down. Okay. No, no, we scaled down a little bit. Now we are at about 35. Um, but still we also, yeah, it's still a lot. But we diversified. So we have more clients now. Mm -hmm. um, back then it was just one client, which is a mistake. Don't do that. Do not work with one client only. Okay. Uh, if you take anything from this interview, take that. Hi, if you listen to this far, thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoy the show, please leave me a review on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or my YouTube channel. If you have any feedback for the show, please let me know on the Aspiring CMO Podcast social media pages on Facebook and Instagram or send me an email on my website. Now let's get back to the episode. All right. So my biggest question, like, I mean, I'm finding myself in this management-ish role, but like mm -hmm. more like a middle management role. And in order to, when I look at your story, I'm like, wow, she has scaled from like from two member to 45 members. And what are the skills that required you to really make that happen? Was that the editing skill that you were an extremely great editor, like a technical skill? Or was mm -hmm. that like uh, the hiring process and the interviewing process and stuff? It was honestly a little bit of both. Um, so the editing skill that I had helped me identify who's good at their job and who will be actually a good hire. But it's more than that. It's just figuring out the hiring process. So the first thing, it's really hard to get good candidates. I mean, you probably know, but you just get people applying for your job ads all the time and with no qualifications, with really nothing that makes them stand out or even tell you that they can actually do that job. So we had to develop this hiring process where we test everyone. So every Everyone gets a fair chance. I don't care about your portfolio. I don't care about anything that you've done before. You could be a complete beginner. All I care about is how you do the test. And we've developed this test. Obviously we've perfected it over the years, but everyone kind of starts at the same level. And then we see, okay, you're good. You, I can work with you. I can teach you or you're hopeless. I can't do anything. <laughs> Um, okay. But obviously, I would never say that to anyone, right? And how many tests do you run, like, to hire a good candidate? So for editors, uh, for writers and for editors, it's two. Um, so for writers, the first test is super, super short. It's 200 to 300 words. It's literally just write one H2 on a specific topic. You get some instructions, like, use this keyword, use this internal link. And it's a preliminary test. It takes maybe an hour to do, I don't know, 20 minutes. It depends on the writer. I won't say the exact time, um, but it serves as an indicator whether, first of all, they can write coherent sentences, if they can speak English, obviously, because we work in English, if they actually know how to write a compelling H2, even though it's just one H2 out of the entire article. Uh, and then after that, if they pass it, they move on to a bigger test, which is actually an entire article. And, you know, they get a brief and everything, like an actual brief. They, of course, get paid for that. Um, the first test is unpaid. It's a free test. And same for editors. So they get a grammar test first. Um, and if they do well, then they get three excerpts to edit. Obviously, they get more time. They get briefs. They get everything. And that's how we kind of determine who's good and who isn't. Mm -hmm. So I think we nailed the process, honestly. That's amazing. Like, how long good. is that hiring process usually? Is that a week? Yeah, it can be a week or it can be longer, depending on how fast you want to go. Like sometimes we drag it out for a month. Okay. Uh, 
But when we really need to hire someone, we can definitely get it done in a week, week and a half, I'd say. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. And then the tests are done. Do you also have face-to-face -face interviews with them? Yes, yes, we do. I think that if you are hiring, if you're hiring anyone who's really important in your company, you need to have an actual interview. Um, you know, writers and editors, they are the most important people for our company because they literally do the job that clients pay us <laughs> to do. Yeah. So we definitely want to have an actual conversation with them, see how they would fit in our existing team. Um, unfortunately, over the years, you know, I didn't used to interview people and I hired some people that were not very nice to others. I mean, me too. <laughs> you know, I was very sad. Uh, so yeah, definitely interview them. And it will also give you another chance to, especially if you're hiring non-native speakers, which I am 100%, uh, it will give you a chance to actually see if this person can actually speak English as well as they say they would. Yeah, I actually had an example of a guy. I hired him. I didn't interview him. And turns out his wife was writing his content, like all of his content. And he was also a very mean person. So definitely interview your candidates if okay. they're important. All right. So it seems like that in order to scale fast and scale well, it's very important to understand the process, mm -hmm. understand um, what is required to so like the end product. Yeah. And also to have that consistency to test people and interview people. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So you have to make it repeatable. It doesn't, if you hire one good person, I mean, amazing, your life is going to be easier. But if you don't have a repeatable process, you're kind of stuck on that one person. And one person can't really do everything as we know. So uh, it has to be repeatable. It has to be a fair system. So you're not biased when you're hiring because all that matters at the end is that you deliver good work to your clients. And you can't, if you are stuck in this hiring cycle, that's never ending, that's not good, you're not finding the right people. So if you want to run a company, you have to run a company, you don't have time to edit content, you don't have time to write content. So definitely find yourself a good writer, a good editor or more and get out of content production if you want to actually make some serious money with SEO. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I don't think you can make any significant change. <laughs> Let's okay. say it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. And uh, I think I'm sometimes stuck in a mindset where people would want to hire some somebody less qualified because of their price. But what yeah. do you think? about that? I think you can do that if you already have developed systems and processes in your company. If you don't, don't do that. Uh, if you're just starting out and it's your one of your first hires, maybe not your first, but if you don't have everything written down, everything documented, you're going to have a very hard time training this person because what are you going to train them on if you have no documentation? So in the beginning, I definitely recommend hiring someone who's more experienced. They don't have to necessarily have worked in these crazy big agencies or famous companies, but they just have to be really, really good at their job and experience at what they do. Bonus points if they can actually write process docs, which is the most important thing. And then when you systematize or document everything, then you can hire people with no experience. I mean, I hired people with zero experience and it worked because we had the process, but in the beginning it was just impossible because we didn't have anything, right? So I had to write it down first and then, um, and then you can work with cheaper writers and editors. Hi, if you listen to this far, to the episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you would like to see Gordana in person and join her workshop, join the SEO Mastery Summit from April 7th to 11th, right in the center of Ho Chi Minh City. You will get to spend your time with 400 other SEOs like you and level up your skills as an SEO, marketer, and online entrepreneur right in the center of Ho Chi Minh City. So get your tickets now because we increase prices at the end
end of every month. Grab it and let's go to the biggest party of the year. Now let's get back to the episode. One thing that you love about your career. The people. Honestly, that's my favorite thing. Um, it's so cliche, but I've met so many incredible people. <laughs> <laughs> like obviously uh it's so nice you know this job can be very lonely because everything is remote which i love i'm never going back to the office but <laughs> you know you're stuck at home you're on your computer you talk to these people online and you're kind of friends on facebook or whatever but you're kind of alone right so when you get to come to chiang mai or um vietnam pretty soon you just get to meet everyone and it's just so nice and everyone has something smart to say so you actually learn so many things and another thing that i love it is that it's never boring because your job literally changes my job changes every six months like i just keep rding new stuff and trying new things so it's very hard to get bored yeah um, highly recommend it. what is that one memorable thing that uh, about your business that nobody knows uh so yeah might not be like super funny but i remember it as kind of my first big mistake that i made it's funny now uh i'm not an seo i wasn't an seo back in the day and i remember we were working with this one client and nick said uh you should import i don't know like a csv with 500 redirects or something like that we were migrating a site it was a nightmare and so i googled it obviously found a guide and did it and then i generated 500 404s <laughs> for the new website <laughs> And I was like, oh my God, what do I do now? So I didn't tell anyone anything and I manually went in and redirected every single one. It took me whole night, the whole night. And then I told Nick and he was like, well, you could have just reverted it. It's like, you know, uh, so that was uh, pretty scary in the beginning. But after that, nothing was scary anymore because after 500 404s, <laughs> everything is easy, right? Like, uh, it's fine. Everything can be fixed. Everything. So, yeah. Okay. All right. And actually, like, I, um, I think I find it funny, like, you say that you don't have a role, but you are everywhere. So, like, yeah. it's not like you don't have a role. Every role is related to you. Yeah, yeah, it is. But I don't have, like, an official role anymore. Mm -hmm. So when people ask me, like, what are you? I'm like, ah. Identify with that. I'm Gordana. Identity, identity crisis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. But I do think of you as a C-level executive right now. Oh, thank because, you. Because, you know, you're a co-founder of WorkHello, which is a SaaS company. You are developing a new department in content distribution, and you built content distribution yeah. to a mid-sized company. So yeah, actually, you are C-level, oh. right? Thank you. <laughs> like, I'm just using my logic here. Yeah. And my next question is, like, in your opinion, what are the five most important skills for a C-level at all? Mm. So I think, first of all, you have to be really resourceful, uh, which is basically just a fancy way of saying that you can get, a, get ahead of any situation and solve it. Uh, it's really, really important to be super flexible, too, because Things are not going to go the way you planned them at all. And I really think that being creative in that way and finding solutions to something that there's no handbook on is a very good skill to have. Um, I think being a good communicator is extremely important. I am working on that. <laughs> like I wasn't a very good communicator, honestly. I'm kind of introverted and I didn't really like to share, you know, my progress on something or what I was doing. but. It is super important to be 
a good communicator, to be transparent with your team, to kind of always know where everyone is. Um, I really think having some empathy for your team is also very important because you have to develop these people and you have to, you know, you're, you're basically taking care of their careers and you are guiding them to that next level. So understanding what they're going through is super, super important as well. Uh, I don't know how many things that so was. Resourcefulness, empathy, good communication. Yeah, that was three. A creativity also, one more thing. I mean, in my line of work, not every C-level <laughs> positions are like this, but you gotta be creative. Um, and yeah, that's like four, right? I asked for uh, maybe one more. One more. I would say maybe hiring, like that you did. Yeah, you know, you're right. Like, identifying I was looking for people. like personality traits. That's actually, yeah. you, you are absolutely right. Yeah. Learning uh, how to recognize talent is really important. Even if you're not naturally good at that, just develop a system because if you hire someone who's not very good, your life is going to be extremely hard. Yeah. But when you make a good hire, things can go from zero to a hundred super fast for you and your company can go places where you never thought they would mm -hmm. go. So yeah, hiring, thank yeah. you. I was actually like trying to look within and find personality <laughs> traits. <laughs> I didn't think of the real world. So. No, it makes sense. Um, I'm really looking forward to, you know, your insights and also later when I interview Nick, like how you guys been basically building this company yeah. together because uh, I would like to become a CMO one day and that means that I should already know about what skills are required to like even be on the same level as other mm. C executives. So yeah, that's why that hence the question. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I mean I'm you're definitely on the right path, I think. I think you have all the qualifications because you are everything that I, you know, I think makes a good C level executive, but you're also very young and ambitious. And honestly, that's not super common, to be honest with you. Wow. Like I see a lot of people, because I do hire a lot of people, obviously not CMOs, but you never know what, where you can go one day. And that ambition is really important. I see people that are just happy where they are, which is fine. I mean, good for them, but they don't want to grow their careers. They don't want to be anything above than what they are right now. Again good for them, but you know, it's not every day that you come across someone who actually is striving for something. And, you know, I know you're process oriented, which is super important <laughs> for yeah. any C-level person. I am. So that's also not very common, honestly. I see. Like, the process common. mindset comes from productivity. So I think I, I am one of those uh, late millennial, early Gen Zs that started off uh, working during the COVID season. Mm -hmm. So that means that I had to be either very productive because you're yeah. we always at home. So yeah. I was finding these productivity hacks, you know, and time mm. management tips. And, and this is why I processize everything because yeah. I, I will forget that we have an interview today if it's not on my calendar. I know. Yeah, I don't have same. to remember this anymore, right? Like there's like less storage in my brain. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, honestly, I'm kind of jealous because I wish uh, I was like that. <laughs> I spent my COVID just being like, oh, <laughs> can I go out now, please? Like it was not a very productive time for me, but it was yeah, what you're saying, it was very hard. But see, that's what I'm talking about. Most people would not do that. They would not put, I know people who never use their calendars for anything mm. and they refuse to put stuff on my calendar and it's like why just put it on my calendar you know <laughs> yeah. just use so, a calendar link yeah yeah no yeah. like what is calendar can we just 
schedule something like i'm booking some podcasts now and i have a bunch of hosts or assistants to hosts who message me they do these time work for you and then like this date this time this time so i'm like can you just send me your calendly please and then what happens so oh well and now that we are coming to the end so now that you have reflected on your journey as being the wonder woman in the sh in the company <laughs> and you know scaling it from basically from one to 40 like what is your advice for people who are just starting out and for aspiring cmos oh my god that is such a good question <laughs> um don't it's cheesy but just don't stop what you're doing keep going keep learning new things if you ever get the opportunity if someone asks you hey do you want to take on this project or do you want to try this say yes just do it because because even if you don't know what you're doing, you can just Google that. That's actually how I got my job. Um, you know, Nick asked me, have you ever managed a team? And I was like, yeah, of course I did. Like, who hasn't? <laughs> of course, I never did that. But then you just Google stuff around. You figure it out as you go. And, you know, if you find the right company to grow with that will give you that opportunity, just don't say no to things that are legal. <laughs> First of all, don't say no to legal things. Um, I love that. Yeah. And then just keep trying new stuff. Just okay. keep and keep documenting it. But you're already very good at that. So, um, yeah, I can't wait actually to see where you go. I'm actually so excited. Thank you. Um, because, you know, you remind me a lot of, there's this girl on my team too. She's also, she's a little bit younger than you. She's very, she's 23 years old mm -hmm. now. And she started working with us three years ago. So she was 20 and she's just amazing. She gets it just like you get it. And I think we're all going to work for her and you, you know, when you guys are 30, hundred percent, like hundred percent. So I'm very excited to see where you go. Thank like, you. Thank wait. you so much. And I'm really thankful for you to join the show. Yeah, thank hey, you. Finally. <laughs> finally. Yes. Do it. And if you guys want to meet Gordana in person, she's going to be one of our speakers at the SEO Mastery Summit. Yes, I yes. can't wait. It's going to be a really good workshop. And I've never been to Vietnam, so I hope people show me around <laughs> good places. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, can't wait. Super excited. Let's make some good content together. Awesome. All right. Thank Yay. you. Thank you. Oh, I love you. Oh my God, I love you. <laughs>